0: In a world where nine famous podcasts host, come in to host the Trailer Blazers. It is Trailer Blazers Visions.
1: We've gone around the world finding nine of the most influential and powerful podcast hosts, and they're each going to host a segment of this episode of Trailer Blazers, and it's going to be at Blazers visions
0: but only live you five star <laughs> right now, baby hey, oh, we get, we'll, tell you, what, we'll do. you gotta do it Sarah Canning k-
1: keeps looking at her watch I think we better get moving on that
2: <laughs> wait 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 I'm doing a segment for what podcast now what podcast the dumb dude who, who are the dumb dudes that's no, what she yeah, would say yeah
1: she's she's on her phone with her publicist she's mad
2: but uh the stuff you should know guys seem like they're on board yeah, who's the guy that got kicked off of uh uh what's the one what's the the podcast about the internet that they had the guy that kicked off the guy reply all Yeah, yeah, what's <laughs> the guy that got kicked off of reply all he hadn't he can't come in he's, he can't
1: he's, he's locked outside with Joe Rogan. We told them we were recording somewhere else, so they went to the wrong address <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry about you sorry. Sorry. Uh, folks, this is the Dumb Dudes Visions podcast, the trailer Blajures Visions podcast. Uh, if you if you can't tell, we're going to be talking about Star Wars Visions, I'll tell you that.
1: Yes, we are, because most of the trailers this week are garbo.
2: They are garbo. Uh, but let, you know what? Let, let's just go ahead and dive right into What We Done Had Watched this past week.
0: What We Done Watched.
1: That's right. You want me to start? Yeah, you go ahead. Alright, so I was at my cousin's last week, and we were we we're starting to watch like a bunch of Halloween movies, which is something that we usually do in October, but last week seemed a good enough starting point as any. So we watched Pumpkinhead, which I had never seen before, but you know, classic monster movie. Uh, it's got Bishop in it from Aliens. And pretty good special effects, you know. It's uh, Stan Winston. so ah. He even directed the movie oh wow uh and then okay I I forgot about this cause I this seems like it was a hundred years ago that I watched this so there's this new James Wan movie called Malignant and yeah we watched this last week this movie is the wildest movie I've ever seen in my life and I don't know if that's good but I'm glad I watched it so the first hour of this movie doesn't feel like a real movie. Like it, it, like you're watching it and you're like, this is so terrible that it seems like it's not even. It seemed like it would be like a a fake movie within a movie, but not in a funny way like Thirty Rock. Uh, the the opening like the cold open of the movie we thought was a movie or like going to be like a VHS movie that they were watching that would sort of set the tone and then zoom out, but it never zoomed out, Ben. It stayed this way. What? So, yeah, the the first hour of this movie, terrible. We were making fun of it. We were like, like talking loud and making fun of it. The last half hour of this movie is so insane that we all shut up And we all sat there with our mouths hanging open watching this. It tied together so many loose strings of abject nonsense with the most buck wild movie monster thing I've ever seen in the most insane, insane plot that was so out there and so out of left field, so unique and weird That it kind of made me think that it legitimized the hour of legit bottom barrel, terrible, bad acting, awful filmmaking, hackneyed garbage that I sat through to get to this completely insane masterpiece of nonsense at the end. So Malignant is, is a stupid, terrible movie, but also extremely great and like inventive and i do it's the it's one of the weirdest movie experience i've ever had uh, i'm glad i watched it it is not good i do not like it but i also like it and it is good
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> what i like it
1: no it's impossible to like it it's but it's when you watch it and you get to the the nonsense of it you can't help but be impressed by how insane it is it's not a. It's not. It's not at nev- At any point, it does not feel like you're watching an actual real movie that exists in this world. It's. It was a really bizarre experience, but I'm glad I had it.
2: Where um, did you have this experience? What's it playing on?
1: It's on HBO. Okay. Uh, and I just watched it at my cousin's. But man, and then we watched. After that, we were like, we need to cleanse our palate and watch yeah. an Amazon Prime Bigfoot movie. Which is, there's a lot of Bigfoot themed horror movies on Amazon Prime. That are very bad. So we watched this one called Primal Rage, not related to the arcade game.
2: I'm about to say mm-hmm.
1: that that was we were we kept waiting for the dinosaur fights, but this this movie, uh, Primal Rage had had actually pretty good special effects, which was weird, and the creature design was kind of cool, but also it crossed some lines, <laughs> like in terms of scenes that I have seen in a movie that are now just in my mind, like. I've seen them, and I have to keep going, having seen some of the scenes in this movie. But at least the monsters' designs were interesting. Uh, so that's my review of Primal Rage. <laughs> Don't watch that one.
2: Uh, instead, you should probably watch Love and Monsters.
1: Yeah, that's on Hulu and on uh, Paramount Plus right now, which I have both of those. so You gotta watch I, it. I will be watching that soon. Uh, I watched Kate on Netflix with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. It the plot was very similar to Gunpowder Milkshake, uh, and it had a little bit of like Crank, but it was but not like stupid like Crank. It was <laughs> it was very similar to Gunpowder Milkshake and Crank, but it was better than both of them. Hmm. Uh, nothing like extravagant like you don't need to run out and watch Kate, but like if you want to watch an action movie, the stunts were very very good. And then uh, Doom Patrol season three started. And I watched the first two episodes of that. I love that. It's great, as always. And then uh, I'm still watching all the other shows that are on right now. But uh, what are you watching?
2: Um, so I watched... I, I'm caught up on What If. Um, this last episode was a, a little bit more levity after all the heaviness of the other ones.
1: Yeah, I needed this, this week's episode after like four in a row of the risk. Like, what if the Avengers cut their wrists while you watch?
2: <laughs> yeah this one um uh, this is uh, you get to see a lot of captain marvel which i kind of dug um it was fun seeing her do some punching you know yeah. some some flying and some punching
1: no super dark death scenes either
2: yeah yeah so it was uh it was fun um watched uh what we do in the shadows season three a couple episodes there uh it's it's real funny um and then uh, I started watching Why the Last Man.
1: Yep, I'm current on that. I think there's four so far.
2: Okay. I think I only watched two. Okay. Um, the event happened, though. So I think that's at the end of episode two. Or yeah. At the end of-
1: <laughs> I was just like, get to it. I want to see. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah so uh i'll I'll continue watching that uh watch the indycar race uh i watched um okay so this is what we're gonna we really want to talk about this we both watched this talk about star wars visions buddy
1: yeah star wars visions came out all at once this week there's nine episodes they're like 15 minutes each uh and it's it's as as we sort of hinted at it's nine different anime creators creating nine different uh star wars stories in their own style uh no restraints on storyline it's not like it doesn't have to fit into the canon or anything it's whatever they
2: wanted yeah and uh they are not all created equal i will say um i actually ended up ranking them and uh, i'll tell you my rankings here in a sec uh but overall man was it fun
1: yeah there wasn't any that i disliked or or felt weren't worth my time but I also I don't really I don't really know how to rank things uh I don't have a strong ranking feeling but I do have my favorites
2: yeah so uh I know that both of us loved the ninth Jedi um it it was number two on my rankings and it's so good that it could easily have its own series
1: yeah the ninth Jedi is my favorite uh, for sure uh, if were I to rank it, I would rank Ninth Jedi as my favorite one. So that was my favorite. The story was was great. The art was great. The uh, main character was Kamiko Glenn, who she's the
2: best. Uh, it was just good. The whole th- it was very good. I don't. We're not yeah. gonna spoil any of these. Oh no, no, we're not even gonna talk about anything. Um, I will say I watched the entire series in Japanese with subtitles because I'm better than you, Nick. Because you speak Japanese, uh, I had the subtitles on in English.
1: Why? Why would you add an obstacle that you don't need to add?
2: It's about the experience. The
1: experience of hearing words that you don't understand.
2: It's the it's the passion in those words. Mm-hmm. The way it sounds that. I just I know I, look um, though I be better than Nick. I will go back through and watch all of these um, except for Tatooine Rhapsody in English.
1: Yeah, and I might I, Tatooine Rhapsody is the one where to me I would see the most value in watching in Japanese because while dialogue is one thing, uh, you can't translate music so easily. So I feel like if they if they intended it to be about this song, then you should hear the song and the music as intended so that one to me sounds like the most like yeah i watched that one in japanese except boba fett is voiced by tamira morrison in that one in the english one and it's like why would i want to hear some rando be boba fett when i can hear boba fett be boba fett
2: uh well you would do it because you get to hear a japanese person who sounds like tamira morrison speaking japanese and it's actually really cool <laughs>
1: I mean I'll probably watch it in both.
2: Yeah. I will say though, the the Japanese version of the song in Tatooine Rhapsody is not good.
1: Yeah. It's well the not good. the American version of the song in, in Tatooine Rhapsody is not good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was easily my least favorite. I will not rewatch that one. All the other ones are definitely rewatchable. And, I like um, the
1: animation in that one, maybe the most though like top top three animation but story-wise was yeah. my least favorite yeah um, well no that's you... not true 2b1 Two, two was my least favorite overall
2: oh uh, the astro boy one yeah 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 i wasn't really big on that it was, my, it was my uh second to last um i there is if you go to the extras on these you can watch what's called filmmaker focus and it's like you know five to eight minute little um Interviews with the makers and and they talk about it and everything, very interesting to watch, especially for the duel, which was my favorite one. It was it's uh, episode number one. Um, God, it, this was so fun. This was just so fun. I just loved some of the designs, and some of the choices. Um, practically every last one of them is obsessed with kyber crystals because like kyber crystals are like in like I think like six or seven of the eight, nine episodes.
1: Yeah, I really liked. If I were to pick favorites, my favorite was The Ninth Jedi, and The Duel was probably my second favorite. And then I like The Twins after that one. That was one of the Kyber Crystal ones.
2: Yeah, I like The Twins too. So my ranking goes uh, The Duel, The Ninth Jedi, The Elder, Lope, uh, or Lop and Ocho, The Twins, The Village Bride, Akakiri, and then uh, the Astro Boy one in Tatooine Rhapsody. I really
1: like the end of the... The Bride one, the end of that one was awesome. But yes, the, build the up, end was awesome. The build-up wasn't the best, but the end was awesome.
2: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. Very slow to get there. Um,
1: but, it's the opposite of The Elder, where I felt like the build-up for that one was awesome, but the end I didn't like so much.
2: Yeah, I actually felt like the pacing, like that deliberately slow pacing in The Elder worked. Um, I loved The Elder. I thought it was so cool. I
1: liked it. I, that, I thought that was great, and I like the pacing of that one too. Is there's just one thing at the end I wish I, they would have changed a little.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah so Def we I, I highly recommend this um, oh, if, yeah you, even if you're not into anime you need to watch this because it is um, it is like Star Wars through a, a very unique lens uh, with a, with with Japanese influence because it's, it's, it's weird it's like Japanese influenced Star Wars like Kurosawa influenced Star Wars and then now you have Star Wars influencing these Japanese creators That's why it, it fits so easily in oh it. yeah.
1: But yeah, whether you're a uh, fancy boy, uh, subtitle reading weeb like Ben, or some sort of uh, pedestrian, lowbrow common denominator English watcher like me, Star Wars: (laughs) Visions is great no matter what.
2: That it is. Do recommend. So go and watch it, folks. Uh, All right. So that's what we done had watched, and let's talk about just a couple little pieces of here new news.
0: dumb dudes news
1: one of these pieces of news i didn't believe was a real thing for an entire day
2: yeah i was i had trouble uh (laughs) thinking it was real as well i was like i had to reread it and and even the article i read was like yes this is real we might as well just go ahead and say what it is yeah uh there's a super mario movie being made and it's going to star chris pratt as mario uh and it also has uh charlie day as luigi luigi yep (laughs) Uh, jack black is bowser yep fred armison is cranky kong I think. cranky kong that's right yeah seth rogan is donkey kong that is inspired
1: that yeah. i will say is inspired <laughs>
2: and then uh, anna taylor joy is uh peach chris pratt as mario is so weird like why so he did an, it was like an Instagram video or something where he was talking about that they've been working really hard on the voice. And so I'm really curious as to what type of voice he's going to use for Mario.
1: It's very strange. Uh, this whole thing is strange. I kept seeing me, I hadn't heard about this because I was working and I, I was embroiled in my work so I wasn't doing my usual checking of comicbook.com and slash film. And I started to see memes about this, and I didn't understand them. <laughs> I was like, "Why are people making memes about Chris Pratt as Mario?" And then I started to see more. It's like, "Oh, this is like a movie." Where I saw like a Luigi, Charlie, Always Sunny meme. And I was like, "They're right. they're like doing like fake casting for a movie." And then about like later that day or the next day, I was like, "Oh, this is real." <laughs> <laughs>
2: You uh you learned that the Kalima was real and did of unspeakable things.
1: I'm nam shibai. am
2: shibai. Yeah, this is very uh this is very strange. But um, I I kind of well, here's the deal. Somebody texted me. My, my buddy Aaron texted me, and he's like he's like, man, what do you think about this? And I was like, if Miyamoto San is on board, then I'm on board. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's fine, but it's just very strange. It is very strange, yeah. I need to hear his his voice. Yeah. Uh, for sure. I think Charlie Day as Luigi is hilarious, though.
1: Well, Charlie Day is always great. Uh, I love him. I also think Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong is inspired, and Fred Armisen is my favorite human, so I'm on board for him being around.
2: Yeah, I think uh, if Fred Armisen signed on, surely the script's got to be pretty decent or the story's got to be pretty decent, right? Yeah, I'll watch anything with Fred Armisen yeah me too um so that is uh, that is actually happening um the other piece of news we have here is netflix has bought the rights to all of Roald Dahl's works so does that mean we're
1: gonna get like a new charlie and the Chol- chocolate factory and like james and the giant peach and stuff
2: well from what i heard um they are mainly doing this for animated stuff so it'll probably be computer animated stuff so we will probably see like a James and the Giant Peach, Charlie and Chocolate Factory, all sort of animated. Um, I imagine.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I don't really have a like a strong attachment to Roald doll, so carry on Netflix. What do you got?
2: Yeah, I I, I don't either. I mean, I I enjoyed reading uh, James and the Giant Peach as a kid, but uh, that's about it. Yeah.
1: In my opinion, the best. Rolled Dahl thing is the drunk history where Will Ferrell plays Rolled Dahl and they talk about how he was
2: a spy in World War II yeah yeah and he was uh, he was an inspiration for the James for James Bond right yeah he was friends with Ian Fleming that's right that's right yeah I think we maybe even talked about that on in an episode in the past it's one of those things that I trot out so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so that is, well, that's really all the news that we have. But that piece of news about Netflix buying the rights to Doll's works leads us right into today's the question towns.
0: The question tomes.
2: So the question times this week is: um, if you could purchase the rights to any person's entire works and have creative freedom with it, who would it be?
1: I would purchase the works of Neil Gaiman. I'm purchasing in 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 this fantasy. I'm purchasing it right now, so all of the, the stuff that was made exists already, because I don't want to do anything to Good Omens, because that was like the best book adaptation I've ever seen, for anything. However, American Gods is my favorite book, and it, the TV show of American Gods is is the worst adaptation since Timeline by Michael Crichton. Uh, the like American Gods season one was was all right it's it was following along but i've I've, i know i've done rants on on here about it before uh how mr world has a a monologue about his evil plot which could not happen because that character doesn't exist you know so like yeah yeah so anyway (laughs) if i own this we're gonna start over with american gods and make it so it just follows the book no extra stuff. No, like, modernizing this and that and trying to shoehorn in all this stuff and make characters do this that didn't do this. And um, Then, like, we're going to finally get, like, a Neverwhere series because uh, there should be a series of Neverwhere uh, and some other... And, and we're not going to adapt The Ocean at the End of the Lane, which is the only Neil Gaiman book that I don't like. So that one's going to sit on the shelf. Um... And then we're gonna, I think we're gonna, we're gonna let Netflix keep going with their Sandman adaptation. But I'm gonna get to see the dailies, and yep. and then we'll we'll see how it goes from there. Yep,
2: yep, yep. Uh, those are some good answers. Uh, well, good answer, and uh, and then explained well, I should say. So I would choose J.R.R. Tolkien. Big surprise. I'm surprised uh you for one are surprised so uh tell you first thing we're going to do is we are going to go back into lord of the rings and there's a couple of scenes that i'm going to redo the cgi on so like when legolas slides down the oliphant we're going to redo that we're just going to redo that um so, you know some of the some of the warg stuff we might redo there's just a couple of shots
1: you know can just we make the wargs look like wolves Instead of hyenas? Can we just yeah. overhaul them a little?
2: We can probably do some of that. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's going to be some very light touches to the yeah. Lord of the Rings. Okay. We're going to
1: do some light George lucas thing,
2: Light George lucas thing, but with but a much better job, I'll tell you that. Then, when it comes to... The Hobbit. Um, I'm gonna recut the entire thing. Uh, we're not gonna have the GoPro footage of like uh, the the river scene. We're we're getting rid of that. We're probably gonna cut the movie into one maybe three hour movie. Okay. Um, for for all the scenes with that that made up uh, orc or whatever he was that with the claw, we're literally gonna cut all of his scenes out and replace them with the songs from The Hobbit, and yep. we're gonna have all the songs. And the, and, and the dwarves are going to sing it, and it's going to be awesome um, because that's what Bilbo Baggins hates. Okay, We've got to get rid of
1: the mayor of Lake Town and his little lackey that was like the guy that looked like Wormtongue. That was the worst yeah.
2: part of those movies. Yeah, we're taking all that. We're taking everything that's like added um, because it's not needed, and we're taking it out. Um, you say, well, you're going to get rid of Evangeline Lily? Um, probably, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, she can be an elf in it, but she doesn't yeah. She doesn't have a little fake storyline.
2: No, we don't need a fake storyline. Um, we can cut this down to one movie, guys. We can do it.
1: Yep. No Legolas either.
2: No, Legolas is not going to be there. He's not going to be in there. He's in the you, background. You might, yeah, he. you might see him in the background as they pass by whatever forest he's in. Yep. Sorry, uh, that's just that's just the way it drops, guys. Um, and then I'm going to oversee Netflix's treatment of the second age, and I'm going to make sure that we are doing that right and doing it justice.
1: Yeah, no nudity.
2: Uh, no nudity, I'll tell you that. Um, and then after that, we're going to get to what I really want, which is the first age. We're going to make the Silmarillion uh, we're going to do the creation of the world. We're going to explain who the Valar are, the Maiar, the whole thing. We're going to get to see Fingelfin right up to the gates of Angbad and Wound, Morgoth. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Um, I'm And, uh, you know, whatever studio does Villeneuve special effects, that's who's going to do it for us.
1: Well, the only thing I have to say to you, Ben, is I uh, Elbereth Gilthoniel. Uh,
2: same, same to you. I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, folks, write into us and let us know if you could purchase the rights to any person's entire works and then have creative freedom with it. Who would it be? Write into us, let us know. We will let you know later in the show how to get in touch with us. And that brings us to the new-new. new, 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 no,
0: new, no. new,
1: new
2: trailers, <laughs> folks. We have an Adele, Dazine minus one. And Adele Levine. And Adele Levine. And most of them are boogerific.
1: There's a couple good ones, but they're mostly no good.
2: So starting us off is um, a full-length trailer for Spencer, the movie about Princess Di.
1: Starring Kristen Stewart and a bunch of British people.
2: Buddy, I gotta tell you, this entire movie looks like a Debbie Downer. If we're basing it just off the trailer... It, the entire movie looks like Debbie Downer.
1: I feel like Princess Dies life lends itself to Debbie Downer movies.
2: Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to watch this. I I think I feel like I have seen this on The Crown. Like I've, I've done it. And uh, and I'm going to get to see it on the next season of The Crown. Because I'm definitely going to watch. So I don't think I'll... Unless I want to watch this with Aaron. Which I might do. That's the only way I'll see it. I probably won't because I don't care about
1: the English monarchy and uh I'm I'm sh- it looks like Kristen Stewart did a good job but I just it's I don't care.
2: You never started on the crown, did you? No. Cuz I didn't care about the British monarchy, monarchy bleh, the British monarchy either. But the crown is so good that it it drew me in.
1: I'm Irish. I'm I'm it's baked into me to hate them. <laughs>
2: Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, history uh, it, it ripples. It, it, history ripples into the future, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. Um, so, uh, so Nick won't watch that. Okay. Next up, we've got Muppets Haunted Mansion, and I don't think either of us are going to miss this. This is the best
1: thing on the list, in my opinion.
2: Um, uh, it could be. Yeah, this looks great.
1: This is on Halloween night. Gonzo is challenged to spend one night in the haunted mansion. And not only is he challenged, but he's challenged by Will Arnett. And this movie has like a lot of great people in it. Yvette Nicole Brown is in it. Craig Robinson is in it. John Stamos. It's the last appearance of Ed Asner, who recently passed away. Uh, Pat Sajak is in the IMDb list. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, it's like a like a proper Muppet Haunted Mansion movie, which looks pretty fun to me.
2: Yeah, I, I'm always uh, on board for a full-length uh, Muppet feature, for sure. Yeah,
1: and Jess is obsessed with Muppets, so there's no way we won't watch this. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch this with my kids, uh, for sure. Cause that, does it come out like around Halloween?
1: Yes. Yeah, perfect. should be out oh, for Halloween this year.
2: That's perfect, man. Uh, that, that makes me really happy. I'm, a, I'm happy about this. Me too. So, uh, great trailer. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, so go check it out. And we have King Prawn in there. Um, yep so lo- love love that muppet um it's gonna be great okay next up we've got ida red and this is Saban! Saban!
0: <laughs>
2: this is one of the most sabani trailers
1: oh yeah ever in that i 100 percent didn't know what it was about when it was done nope so let me read you the plot here ida red walker may not survive her terminal illness while incarcerated for armed robbery. She turns to her son, Wyatt, for one last job and a chance to regain her freedom. So uh, we, we got Frank Grillo in a mesh shirt in this. Yeah, uh,
2: <laughs> the mesh shirt.
1: We have Deborah Ann Wall. We have Josh Hartnett as Wyatt Walker. Now, I, I like a Josh Hartnett from time to time. Uh, this movie looks terrible, but I do like a Josh Hartnett from time to time
2: except for a pearl harbor yeah well that was michael bay's fault not his
1: yeah this movie is so sabani it's like i i don't know what the like she did a robbery but they're doing some crimes or something and the crimes are for like freedom i don't know this doesn't make any sense it's just saban they they take a bunch of like tropes they throw them in a bucket and then they pour the bucket out and they just make the movie in whatever order the the tropes land and that's that's how saban works
2: is uh is daredevil girl um deborah ann wall deborah ann wall what is the trajectory of her career i wonder because she's in this well she being a daredevil
1: she said she couldn't get any work after daredevil which she was great in daredevil so that seemed weird to me but, uh, she was on True Blood forever, so she should be in, like, high-profile TV shows, in my opinion. I think they should bring her back as Karen Page. But, if you're in Saban movies, maybe, I don't know. Uh, if she couldn't get uh, other things, then this is fine. Like, but I feel like she should get other things.
2: Yeah, she's, she's a right good actress, um... That's interesting that she couldn't get work after Daredevil. Yeah, you would think her wheelhouse would be that TV series stuff, serious TV stuff, drama.
1: I'd put her in in my prestige TV series. She yeah. could be in my Neverwhere adaptation.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so we will miss Ida Red. Sorry, Salon. Um And then uh, the next trailer we have is an animated thing on Hulu called Hit Monkey. This is a Marvel property.
1: Yeah. So this is a Deadpool character. Uh, which is why we have the origin of Hit monkey comic, <laughs> because Jess has all the Deadpool comics. Uh, it's a, it's, it tells the tale of a wronged Japanese snow monkey, mentored by the ghost of an American assassin, as he cuts a wide swath through the Tokyo underworld. So this is basically a a monkey version of Ronan from Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Uh, Jason Sudeikis does a voice in here. Fred Tatasciore is Hit Monkey himself. Uh, people may know him from Overwatch and every other animated thing ever made. Uh, George Takei is in it, and Olivia Munn is in it. Um, yeah, so this is like a Deadpool character. Hulu's trying to make weird Marvel things, which is why they made that MODOK thing. Honestly, this is this looks better than MODOK ended up being.
2: Yeah, this, I mean, I guess for what it is, it looks good. I just go like, out of all the Marvel properties, this is the one you wanted? Or was it like, this is all you could get? I don't,
1: I don't know that, that all you could get would apply because they own everything, you know? Like there's.
2: Yeah, but they're not going to be like, okay, you know, here, here, you want to make a Marvel show where you can pick from the bottom of the barrel stuff. Yeah, maybe. I
1: don't, it, maybe it's This is one of those things where it's either that Or it's the pitch was so good That this is
2: going to be worth it um, It could be could be. Uh, if I hear that it's good I'll check it out otherwise I'll probably miss it
1: I will check it out so I'll let you know Like okay. I did check out MODOK but I didn't like it So I abandoned it So.
2: Yeah and I think I watched like an episode or two And I was like eh if I don't catch the rest of this It's not a big deal
0: It wasn't funny Yeah I think I laughed
2: one time two Mm -hmm. two times maybe yeah alright so then the next trailer we have here is The the Humans
1: (laughs) Uh, this is an A24 movie of a play uh, called The Humans it says set inside a pre-war duplex in downtown Manhattan The Humans follows the course of an evening in which the Blake family gathers to celebrate Thanksgiving as darkness falls outside the crumbling building mysterious things start to go bump in the night and family tensions reach a boiling point Uh, this is a play movie I have to talk about play movies for a second. And I have to okay. put my friend Andrea, my dear friend Andrea, on, on total blast. I don't think she listens, <laughs> but I'm going to put her on blast. Put her on blast. A couple years ago, perhaps as many as eight to ten years ago, a right. time is dead, we were hanging out with, with Andrea and Jason, their friends, and we went to rent a movie or something to watch. And uh, Andrea was like, we could rent this movie and it was called carnage and i was like oh john c Riley's in it okay i'm on board i guess and it was a play movie directed by uh roman polanski which i didn't know at the time which is a a, f- a flag <laughs> i would have raised uh, then pretty big flag so this movie was just uh i think it was kate winslet john c Riley. Maybe, like, Richard Jenkins might have been in that as well. He's in this this Humans movie. There's some other people, but they were just arguing the whole time about their kids getting in a fight or something. And it was so long. And I just, at, like, part of the way through the movie, I just, like, slowly turned and looked at Andrea, and I was like, you did this. <laughs> this yeah. is happening because of you. So now I've made fun of her about play movies for the past decade as a result.
2: Yeah, this um, this is something. Okay, so like when I go to see a movie or a TV show, it cannot be about real life unless it is like an extraordinary story, because I live real life every day. Okay, I don't need to watch more real life. And this is just real life about a family in a Manhattan garbage apartment arguing. And and tensions rising. I like the act. Yeah. Does the acting look good? Yeah. I don't see movies for the acting. I see movies to escape real life. Okay. So I'm not going to ever see this.
1: He's buying tickets online right now. This is a persona for
2: the podcast.
1: Ben a loves, hue, hue, hue. <laughs> Ben loves real life.
2: Yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm like one of those talking heads on uh, the, the radio where it's like this stuff they spout. They don't necessarily believe it. They just, they spout it because it sells. Yep.
1: No, like this, stu- this movie looks boring.
2: Yeah. It looks boring. I mean, the acting is good, but that, that's not, that's not enough to get me to pray, pay the price of admission or put the time into it. That's, you know, that's like an hour and a half, whatever, two hours that I'm not going to get back. There are people
1: who probably like acting showcases the way that I like stunt showcases, Ah, yeah. But, you know, more power to you, I guess. I, like, I'm okay with them making these things, but I,
2: I'm not interested in it either. No. No, thanks. Um, so then, moving on, the next trailer we've got is Paranormal... Geez. Paranormal, <laughs> paranormal. Activity. Paranormal <laughs> Activity. Uh, next of kin. And this looks like another low-budget paranormal activity.
0: Yeah,
1: um... The literally the plot on IMDB says plot kept under wraps <laughs> uh, the only thing I know about this is Adler Fai on Hey Riddle Riddle was talking to a couple other Chicago improv comedians who were uh, guest guest starring on that podcast and they said they were in this movie because they just cast a bunch of improv comedians to be the people who get killed by the monsters in this which I don't want. To, I don't. I've never seen a Paranormal Activity, but I think casting a bunch of improv comedians to be the, the death, like the people who get killed by the monsters is very funny.
2: That is a good idea. I don't know that that is gonna save this movie from being just uh, shovelware.
1: Yeah, it's shovelware. It's Halloween
2: shovelware. Halloween shovelware. No thanks. Uh, I've never seen one of these either, and I, I won't start with this. I can tell you that uh buddy um all right so then next up we've got finch your description of this is very very accurate yeah so this is a this is a movie with tom hanks and essentially it is a mix of three different things the movie castaway the movie Chappie, and the movie i am legend
1: the plot is on a post-apocalyptic earth a robot built to protect the life of his creator's beloved dog learns about life love friendship and what it means to be human yeah no the robot looks like Chappie, mixed with helper from venture brothers uh the and then there's like a dog in the post-apocalyptic world like in i am legend who's the friend of the tom hanks who is a who is all alone and by himself like in castaway
2: yeah and who and he's also like a scientist type smart person like will smith was in i am legend
1: now the fact that this is on apple tv makes me think it won't be depressing and bad Uh, all the stuff on Apple TV that I've seen so far, none of it's been, like, super depressing or anything.
2: Uh, I will say that show with the family um, escaping, people trying to kill them. Oh,
1: uh, yeah, Mosquito Coast.
2: Mosquito Coast is kind of dark and depressing. Okay. Well, this is Tom Hanks, Yeah, this is Tom Hanks. Uh, I will definitely watch this. I, I, you know, I'll suspend my belief for a little bit and I'll watch this.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll watch a Tom Hanks sci-fi movie with a a dog and a robot. Uh, yeah, a
2: dog and a robot. I, I like that so, stuff. I like robots. Um, so we will watch Finch. Yes. Um, I'll tell you what. We won't watch this next movie, uh, and it is a movie called Multiverse. And guess who made it? Sivan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so this is a double Saban week. That's how you know how it's going. You know, going. You know it's a double Saban week. You know how it's going. Uh, four brilliant university students are forced to confront themselves in terrifying ways when their quantum physics experiment leads to an entangled parallel existence that leaves them questioning who they are and what is real. This is the family video movie that they put out because of the Marvel multiverse stuff that's popular right now.
2: That is exactly accurate my friend Um that that this is yeah this is some low budget uh straight to DVD on the shelf and it says multiverse with a logo that's probably similar to a Marvel movie.
1: Yeah it has like an infinity logo or like a Mobius strip yeah. <laughs> you know it's all—it's yep. all very uh, evident that they're trying to capitalize very quickly on on like Loki and like the multiverse
2: stuff. Yeah, this this looks terrible. This looks absolutely terrible. Um, I don't—I don't—I don't, I don't, I guess I don't care that this exists, but I also don't like that this exists.
1: I'm—I bet that when they started this, they were going to try and be like a ripoff of all the Mandela effect conversations that were happening because of 2020. And then they pivoted to make it more of a rip-off of the Marvel stuff
2: at this time. That that actually sounds really plausible, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I bet that's what happened. That might be what happened. So yeah, this looks terrible. Don't don't even watch the trailer for this. Who cares? Bye. Next trailer is Vengeance is Mine.
1: This movie is so low budget that it does not have an IMDb page that I was able to locate. I cannot (laughs) tell you the plot. Other than it is about revenge and this looks like a fake movie from BoJack Horseman.
2: <laughs> uh, honestly, this, this movie might not exist because they show the whole movie in the trailer. So I wonder if the trailer is the entire movie.
1: Honestly, though, like it's so low budget and it doesn't seem like real. It really, but it has a feel and sometimes movies feel like 30 Rock movies. Sometimes they feel like uh, Malignant, which was completely insane. This one feels like a fake movie in BoJack Horseman. Like, uh, It's a movie that his AA sponsor in the last season would be making and trying to get him to be in as a favor to him. And BoJack would be like, this is terrible, I don't want to be in this. And then he'd be in it anyway. And uh, it really looks like a BoJack Horseman fake movie.
2: Yeah, even the opening shot looks like VHS Uh with some weird filter on it. And I'm... (laughs) It's just like this weird, like yellow filter that looks terrible. Honestly, it just this whole thing is terrible. It's it's awful. It, the cinematography is awful. It's it's like it's just awful. This I hate this. I'm now angry because I'm I'm literally sitting here watching it as I'm talking to you, and it's making me angry that who, this exists. Who
1: is that guy that we used to say edited these movies? <laughs>
2: I mean, I know we've made the joke of like you know the 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 your local community college uh, theater department. There was
1: like <laughs> one guy that we had a name for a guy, and I don't remember. Uh, maybe if we had like a wiki and and a Patreon, we could find this kind of stuff. I know there was a, a fake guy who used we used to say edited these. Haven't seen him in a while, but here
2: he is. Yeah, I I, I vaguely remember you yeah, talking about that. You can there's this this movie. In- inexplicably f- features a man doing pushups in a in a Catholic church and then holding his hand above candles. It's so stupid. It, it I cannot tell you how stupid this
1: is. It is so stupid. Anyone who's seen BoJack Horseman will know immediately what I'm talking about about how this looks like a movie he would be forced to be in because he needed money quick or something.
2: Yeah, it's so over the top. Like like gunshots send dudes flying in this trailer. <laughs> Literally
1: like wire yank. yes wire yank (laughs) also you can see the wire yank in their in their jackets they're not editing out the pads or anything it's hilarious
2: god i i really just hate stuff like this and and it's and it takes itself super seriously
1: oh yeah it's the worst it's this one I I watched it and I was like this is so bad that I do have to put it on the list. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I am glad you did. I don't I didn't expect it to make me as mad as it as it is, but uh, uh, I'm now angry. This I'm doing the resident podcast angry.
1: This might be worse than Desert Strike.
2: Oh no, it can't be. There's no way. It's
1: not as stupid, but I bet it's not as fun. So I bet uh, yeah, it's like but... a worse time than Desert Strike.
2: <laughs> it might be a worse time. Uh, all right, enough of that garbage. Uh, the the next trailer we have here is Invasion. This is a full trailer, and man, this looks good.
1: Yeah, this is the Apple TV. Uh, it's basically War of the Worlds, but like, I think each episode is going to be a different place on Earth, so it'll be from different perspectives for for the same invasion. And we got like Sam Neill in it and stuff, and a bunch of people who I don't know, but there's like people from. There's a very diverse cast, which tells me they're going to be globetrotting with this invasion, which is a very cool idea.
2: Yeah. Um, there's de- there's definitely Japanese people in this. And look, I know it's cliche that like when there is a threat to the entire world, the Japanese people always seem to figure out some kind of secret or some kind of tactic or whatever. Um, I-, I love that trope. I- I will I will eat that trope every time you put it on my plate.
1: Yeah, I just want to watch it. It looks cool.
2: Yeah, this looks good. Um, everything about this looks good. The trailer was good. Um, there's a there's a scene in the trailer where they have a rocket launch, and I'm pretty sure it's the space launch system, the SLS, NASA's new rocket that hadn't come out yet. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool for me.
1: And Sam Neill.
2: And Sam Neill, yeah. I mean, he, I, he's worth the price of admission for sure. Yep. Alan Grant. So we will watch Invasion, and we'll let you know how it is, folks. Uh, last trailer we got here on the list: the tragedy of Macbeth, and this is real teasery.
1: Yeah, this is a real short. Another Apple TV Plus. Uh, this is a. It's Macbeth. A Scottish lord becomes convinced by a trio of witches that he will become the next king of Scotland. It's Macbeth, uh, but it's directed by Joel Cohen, who is one of the Cohen brothers. I think Ethan is retired, so it's just Cohen brothers are just Joel Cohen now. Uh, which you know, do your thing. That's fine, uh, but like Denzel Washington is Macbeth, and Brendan Gleeson is is in this, and Brendan Gleeson has never been in anything bad. Uh, Ralph Ineson is in this, so someone will have a cool voice. Uh, yeah,
2: this is gonna be good. Dudders is Dudders is in this. Dudley. Oh yeah, okay. he's in it.
1: Just noticed him straight off uh, in the trailer. Um, I I don't remember his name, and I. Don't know which name he is in this list, but uh, he's in
2: it. Wait wait a minute. The connection here. Didn't the Coen brothers do the Western um, with all the shorts? Yeah. Uh, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. That's it. He was in that. uh, Dutters was in that. Harry Melling. Um, That's who he is. Harry Melling. So he was in that. So he's worked with the Coen brothers before, which is the connection there.
1: Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Um, Shakespeare. I like Shakespeare adaptations. Yeah. I'll watch this.
2: Yeah, I'll watch this for sure. And it's got Denzel in it, so that's yeah. probably like yeah, I got to watch it.
1: As, as soon as I saw the trailer and I saw him walk out and I was like it's like a Joel Cohen. I was like, "Oh, this is good."
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this 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 we will watch cuz the names attached to it for sure. Um which is kind of a it flies a little bit in the face of my rule earlier that I won't see a movie just for the acting. Um but this is a an extraordinary this story. This is for so. the
1: actors, not the uh-huh. acting. huh
2: uh-huh I, I, I see what you did there all right so that's all the new new trailers folks let's talk about some uh some trailer mailers
1: you've got mail so people apparently like to talk
2: about their favorite and least favorite
1: movie deaths because we had a lot of re- replies on this one
2: <laughs> Oh, no, we really did uh starting us off is squid so squid says the best is eli in there will be blood um, I've abandoned my boy. <laughs> I've abandoned my child. Uh, he said the whole bowling alley scene is one of the best scenes of all time, and the death managed to be sudden and brutal, but obvious at the same time. Uh, the worst, he says, is Talia Al Ghul—the worst acting ever. Oh, he wants me to do—he wants to do it in a comic book guy voice. What is that? How would it sound? Worst
1: acting ever.
2: <laughs> I can't. Even, it's so unmemorable. I can't even remember how she dies. I
1: remember her hanging out the window of a truck.
2: I honestly don't remember anything about that movie except Batman in the snow um, on the streets in the daytime, and that's that's literally all I remember. I remember movie. Anne Hathaway in that
1: Catwoman suit.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, yaka yaka yaka. That is what uh, I remember. He, yeah. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
1: Kevin said his least favorite is William DeKears or DeKear. I don't know. DeKear's death and timeline. Yeah. Kevin's ranting about timeline again was one of the (laughs) most disappointing deaths I've ever seen. Just because of how much of a Chekhov's gun there was in the book with a pretty unique twist, and how in the movie it was just villain gets stabbed by sword. Ugh. And he said his favorite is to keep it on brand with medieval fantasy themes and to wash the bad taste out of my mouth from the previous. Boromir's death and The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, was such a satisfying conclusion to his character. And that's all that's coming to mind right now. Now give this email a little head smooch and send it on its way because it's at its end. <laughs> okay? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Kevin. Oh, do
1: you remember last week when I I, uh, I punished him for not having any group chat names? Uh, yeah, he made a, a group chat with me, him, and one account that he like like a another account that he had, and it's he did this to torture me. It's called Hot Buttered Popcorn dot com ads from Marcus Theaters. <laughs> Which <laughs> do you do you have Marcus Theaters in the South? No. Okay. So they ran these ads back around 2013-2014 era for this website that was hot dot com, which was supposed to be some movie like trailer website, like movie news site. But they had the most obnoxious ads ever and they only showed them at Marcus Theatres. And it was just some guy going, Hot Popcorn dot com, dot com and he was just like shouting. Uh. <laughs> uh, I I tried to find it on YouTube. And so did Kevin, and neither one of us could find it, so I don't think I can put the clip in here. But boy, howdy, was that irritating.
2: (laughs) Yeah, those uh, those local theater chain commercials are usually pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robo said, The worst is Supreme Leader Snoke in The Last Jedi. He said, I was looking forward to seeing the character actually do something. Uh, he said the best it's between uh, Doc Ock and Boromir another vote for Boromir here uh, Robo said I'm a sucker for that snap of clarity that turns a corrupt mind back to the light so I guess Darth Vader and Kylo Ren fall under that category too spoiler alert if you haven't seen Star Wars at this point you need to go see Star Wars
1: I agree with, with that I, I also enjoy that uh, the, the little snap of clarity uh, if you if you beat Kotor one back in the day, if you played light side, Malik has that too.
2: Yep. Uh, so that that's good.
1: Bridget said the best is Bruce Willis's death in Armageddon when he says goodbye to Arwen. <laughs> then he says goodbye to Ben <laughs> Affleck, and later when he presses the button to destroy the asteroid, the asteroid, he just sees images of her. I cried so hard. The worst is Thomas J's death in My Girl because how dare they.
2: <laughs> oh man that was a tough one man that was a tough one
1: i don't know that one
2: um uh, it it involves bees okay oh
1: yes i do know that one never mind uh i'm (laughs) i was not thinking straight but now i'm on board
2: yeah i can do jay jay says best death would be the cat in boondock saints the first time i saw it was not in the theater so i was able to immediately back it up because I couldn't believe what I just saw. While the death of the cat itself was not funny, I lost it because of the look of shock and surprise on their faces. He says the worst death would be from David Zaius in Skyline, where he says, Via con dies, you son of a... Armageddon. <laughs> before, uh, before firing his weapon in, in an apartment full of gas from the stove being on
1: uh skyline is a movie that i refuse to watch because of who directed it (laughs) so i've not seen that one but yeah in the boondock saints uh they drop a gun on the table and it just like goes off and then there's just like an explosion of fur and then the the dumb guy that's their friend goes is it dead (laughs) (laughs) uh that movie does not age well boondock saints really no i've seen it recently i was like I, I liked this when I was in high school, but now this is bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jess says, Best is Clever Girl. Jurassic Park has a lot of good ones. Uh, so Muldoon from Jurassic Park. And she yep. said, The worst is the dog from The Apparition. Uh, this movie is a quote-unquote horror movie. It's, it's, there's no horror in this movie. With Sebastian Stan and Girl from Twilight, who's not Kristen Stewart, who's Ashley Green. And the dog, like, it's supposed to be, like, a haunted house with, like, something in the house, you know? The dog comes into the room, clearly takes a stage direction from an animal handler off camera, (laughs) sits down while looking at the animal handler, lays down on his side and stays. And Ashley Green goes, she just died. What happened to her? It is the worst... That movie is so bad, but it's so funny because of how bad it is. Sebastian Stan just has this look in his eyes of, like, just kill me (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) He's just like, yeah, yeah. And then, like, Draco, uh, not, yeah, Draco Malfoy. Is he Malfoy? Potter. Is his name Draco? Yeah. 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 He's in it, too, and he's like a ghost, (laughs) like a ghost hunter guy. It's it's a very funny movie, but it's not trying to be. Uh, Yeah, The Apparition. (laughs) It just died. What happened to her? Uh
2: um I, I gotta I don't know if I if I agree with Jess because as a kid, Robert Muldoon getting killed triggered me because like he was my favorite character I thought he was the coolest he was he was the first toy that I got after seeing the movie I was like I gotta get the figure of Robert Muldoon because he is so cool I
1: think we have that here too uh he is the best character, but he also has the best death because he's not a coward or anything he's impressed with their tactics before it gets him.
2: Yeah, yeah. If I mean,
1: uh, it, yeah. If you're gonna go out, go out like Robert Muldoon.
2: Yeah, for sure. Clever go. All right. Well, that uh, that does it for the trailer mailers. And uh, Nick, how could they get in touch with uh, with us uh, if they want to write in?
1: Well, if you want to end your email with uh, a direction for us to give it a little head smooch and send it on its way, like Kevin did, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Instagram you can do so at TrailerBlazersPodcast. Uh, that's where I post like the questions, times, and uh, like whenever we post a new episode, I post a little a little thing about it. And then uh, you can follow us on Twitter if you want to update specifically for when a new episode comes out uh, at Trailer underscore Blazers. Uh, do not try and get in touch with us there. I do not check the notifications. And if you want to uh, be notified by Quick Mickey you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and he'll tell you what happens if you do that.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you folks if you're go going to learn this is a five star rising before the end of society like I you know before it collapses which it will inevitably do if, if you think about it well in the post-apocalyptic world Quick Mickey's gonna be there because Quick Mickey's like a cockroach. He's a survivor. And so I will help you in that situation. Now you're gonna find me. You gotta find me. So, well, how am I gonna do that, Quick Mickey? It's the post apocalyptic times. I'm gonna leave clues around and, and you're gonna have to figure it out. And maybe one day I'll make a movie about you finding my clues and then you find me. And it's like, I'm living in Emerald City or something, but it's underground, you see. Maybe it's more like Moria. and You're going to have to brave the long, dark of Moria. But if you have courage and you believe in yourself, any pizza is a personal pan pizza, and that's a tip.
1: Thank you, Quick Mickey effervescent, reticulated, resplendent, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I'm a fake actor in a BoJack Horseman episode. Happy Trailsers.
2: And I'm Ben Moon, and you can find my profile on hotbutterpopcorn.com. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Trailsers. (laughs) And welcome back, folks, to the video games. One quarter portion of the show. And guess who played video games this week?
1: Well, it wasn't me, so it must have been Quick Mickey.
2: It was Quick Mickey himself. He played video games over at my house. He stayed in the guest room. Uh, No, I actually had a little bit of time to play some video games. Um, So I, I got my simulator set up. And uh, I got it set up for both racing and for Microsoft Flight Simulator. So I played both uh, 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 Forza and Flight Simulator. And I actually installed my new Fanatec McLaren GT3 wheel, which is a really cool wheel because um, you can you know you can change out the wheels on it, um, and it's uh, it's really cool. I had to, I spent a lot of time like you know getting the firmware updated and all that garbage, but uh, in the end, it was really fun um also had a had a credit from facebook or something and uh, so i bought super hot vr for my oculus that's and an
1: essential for vr
2: yeah it is so fun mm-hmm. i love it uh, it's challenging man it's it's challenging but you you, you feel like the matrix because you're like moving in slow motion and stuff
1: the best is when you get into like a twister type scenario, but you, yep. you're trying to figure out what to do to throw at them or something, and you're <laughs> yep. trying not to move so it doesn't advance time.
2: <laughs> it is a lot of fun. It, it really is, like you said, essential if you've got a VR headset. Um, and then I also, um, my friends, Blake and Laura bought me a game when I was moving in. She was like, here's a game that will like bring a little bit of peace for you. And it's a game called Townscaper. And it is a game where you just build uh, a town uh, on top of water and there's no material limit. There's no, it's really just a, it's like Legos basically. Um, and you just build a town and, um, and it's very relaxing. It it's it's great. I've been enjoying it.
1: That sounds like something I, I would get into in uh, certain times of the year when I don't feel like doing anything.
2: Yeah, there's no like, there's no goals. There's no achievements. It's literally just a like a sandbox that you build in. So uh, that so that's been good. So yeah, so I've been playing some video games uh, here in the evenings. I have not. And you. And you've been playing nothing. So uh, we do have a couple of pieces of news here, some industry news. Um, there is um, a bunch of Xbox exclusives that are coming, and I, uh, I found this article um, where it just named them. And some of these I don't know anything about. Like there's a game called Avowed, There's a game called Crossfire X, uh, a game called Everwild. Um, I don't know anything about these games, um, but the the new fable is gonna be an Xbox exclusive, so that might be kind of cool. If it's not online uh, only, r- yeah, ex- yeah, for sure. Um, Forza Horizon Five looks fun, um although I'm more of a simulator guy at this point, it does look fun., uh, but the new Forza Motorsport, they are, I just learned this uh, from this article that they are calling it Forza Motorsport. It's not Forza eight. It's just Forza Motorsport. So, uh, this is coming out for PC, so I'm not too worried about having to get an Xbox. I'll just get this on PC uh, for my simulator. Uh, it is a 100% day one purchase for me. I'll tell you that. Um, Halo Infinite, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark Redfall, Perfect Dark, yeah. Do you do you think they're going to capture the magic that we had back in the day on the N64?
1: I don't know, but I am going to buy it day one.
2: <laughs> uh, do you? Are you? What are you going to buy it for?
1: um i'm hoping to have an an xbox series x by then
2: okay okay um so then i didn't know that redfall was an xbox exclusive but apparently it is well we Um, have
1: half the half of the one episode we thought it was a different game
2: (laughs) we did we did uh stalker 2 heart of chernobyl Sinua saga hellblade 2 which if you remember we talked about that trailer very realistic looking trailer
1: i want to play that it's like about like ancient picks in Ireland,
2: yeah, yeah, uh, Starfield, which um, if starfield uh, if my if my PC can handle it, then I'll buy it if my PC cannot handle it, then I will literally upgrade my PC to be able to play starfield. That's one of those games for me that's like this is I'll drop the money on getting a new graphics card and motherboard and processor to play it.
1: Well, because it's Bethesda, you could probably give it a while because it won't work for a year.
2: It's <laughs> probably true. Uh, State to K3, Elder Scrolls uh, 6, which is also I'd update my PC for that. Uh, Outer Worlds 2, which I really want to play. So there is a, there's another thing called tunic that looks like link but it's a fox. Yeah, he's like animated a stuff. fox link. A fox link. Um, so there hey, this list is better than Microsoft has had for the last decade probably for any exclusives.
1: Actually the, like Avowed looks like it might be cool. Uh, Everwild is just one of those uh, ones that looks like Breath of the Wild. Fable has the potential to be good. Like Fable 1 was not bad. Uh, it lied about what it was going to be able to do, but still. And then Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark gets uh, it gets the benefit of the doubt from me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the, you know, thinking about Rare, I mean, back in the day, they had just the best developers on that team that made Goldeneye, that made Perfect Dark. And uh, so I don't know. I'll be interested to see if they can sort of come back swinging.
1: I just want to see what Joanna's up to these days.
2: Yeah. Hiya. That's what she said in Perfect Dark 64. Hiya. 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 Uh, the other piece of news we have here is that Netflix is adding games that you'll be able to play on your mobile device, and they are not going to charge anything extra for them.
1: What kind of games?
2: Now, that's the question. It it said that you can only play them on mobile, so I don't know if they're going to be mobile-style games. But they are hiring um, people from electric, that used to be at Electronic Arts um, and Zynga. I think there was something else, too, that they hired. Uh, I can't remember, but, yeah, I don't know. It, I'm I'm holding my breath on this one, or I'm not holding. What is it? Am I, am I holding my breath or not holding my breath?
1: You're not holding your breath.
2: I'm not holding my breath, guys. I am just going to wait and see what this is about. Maybe I'll try it out, but I'm not a big mobile gaming guy, so I don't really care.
1: Yeah, me too.
2: So, And I and I have video game systems. I have a Switch. Why will, I don't need this. Um, now, I'm happy this is happening because it's basically opening up the floodgates, right? So, uh, I think competition's a good thing. I mean, we're going to have Luna, Stadia, Netflix Gaming, um, Xbox, uh, whatever it is. So... There's there's competition that's always good for the consumers, so we'll see how it goes. Um all right, so let's talk about uh two new new trailers this week. Both are kind of more chill games. Uh the first one's called Breakwaters and this is a puzzle game dealing with water and physics.
1: Yeah, this looks cool. I like this kind of game. Uh I like puzzle games. Me too. There's some like fun like wildlife and like uh flora and fauna in this game so this is probably worth playing
2: there's some kaiju in here um and and the, the puzzles seem to be like you letting the flow of water do things on this island so you can seemingly control the water and build some like dams and things and locks or something i don't know it's it does look interesting
1: yeah this this i would play this will probably be a free game at some point
2: yeah i think so It does look like something that you get for free on like Stadia or PS plus or something. Yeah. So that looks fun. And then we also have balsa model flight simulator, and this is where you build balsa wood planes (laughs) and uh, you pick all the different pieces, put them together, add flaps and things. And it, it, it uh, follows some very strict physics rules. Um, so you can do a lot of experimentation and then fly them around and even have dog fights.
1: Yeah, uh, the last time I saw a Balsa plane, we were at Hobby Lobby and Derek bought one, and this big Balsa one. It was just one of those glider ones that you snap together. Yeah. <laughs> and we walked outside on the porch, and it was either him or Squeege threw it off the porch, and it just tanked straight down, and it didn't even like <laughs> leave the porch; it just fell on the deck.
2: Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> yep. So, and that definitely happens in this game. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. That was, like, the first thing it shows. And I, I laughed out loud at that.
2: Yeah, it was the first thing they showed. So that's fun. There's a lot of, like, building and tweaking in this, um, and, and it'll affect the flight, which I kind of like. It sort of reminded me of Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, which is one of my favorite games ever, where you would play around with placement of engines and wings and stuff, and it would affect the way that the vehicle that you made behaved. Mm-hmm. And it was just so much fun to just experiment and see how how it would be affected um and see if you can make this thing fly whatever you were building um so yeah, so this looks fun. I don't know that I would spend a lot of if this was like five bucks, I would absolutely buy it
1: yeah, it looks pretty great
2: so um well that so that's all the really the interesting trailers that we had for the video games this week um you got anything else uh not a thing not a thing. All right, well, for the trailer bless yours. I'm Ben Moon, and I'm
0: super hot.
1: And I am Nick Kelly, and I am an Xbox exclusive. Happy trails, Nick.
2: Um, I will say I watched... megadon ...in Japanese with subtitles because I'm better than you, Nick.